1: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
2: They saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And then Jesus said to them in verse 18, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, interesting description, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, verse 20, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven.
1: When Jesus had sent out his disciples, he told them to go out and preach the gospel and perform miraculous signs and wonders. Understandably, they were excited about how they were able to impact the spiritual realm, but Jesus wanted them to rejoice about their salvation In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing about the importance of realizing how great our salvation is. Sometimes in our lives, we can get so consumed with how God makes our life better that we forget the eternal life we have. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 9 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
2: Chapter Nine. We've been studying the Book of Revelation. It's amazing. I mean, remember we talked about in the very first study how Revelation is the only book of the Bible that promises a blessing to those who read it and hear it, and it has been a blessing studying it. But today, Revelation gets weird. <laughs> chapter Nine is a weird chapter. You knew Revelation was weird, and finally we get to a chapter that's weird. So, so if you're taking notes, you can start at the top of the page. This is a weird chapter. We're also going to look in Isaiah chapter 14 today and Luke's gospel chapters 8 and 10. So if you want to find those in your Bible so you can turn to them quickly, Isaiah 14, Luke chapter 8 and 10, passage out of Revelation 9 this morning, verse 1, Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth, and to him was given the key to the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. And so the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. They were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it stings, when it strikes a man. In those days, men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die and death will flee from them. Now the shape of the locusts was like horses prepared for battle. On their heads were crowns of something like gold. Remember, John's just writing what he sees. And their faces were like the faces of men. And they had hair like women's hair. And their teeth were like lion's teeth. And they had breastplates like breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle. They had tails like scorpions, and there were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men for five months. And they had as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, but in Greek he has the name Apollyon. One woe is past. Behold, still two more woes are coming after these things. Uh, just to give you kind of a review, if you remember back in chapter 1, verse 19, uh, the Apostle John who penned the book of Revelation, he gave us a, a divine outline to the entire book of Revelation. Chapter 1, verse 19 Jesus speaking to John says, Write the things which you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which will take place after this. And so the book of Revelation has three divisions to it. The first division are the things which you have seen. That's Revelation chapter 1. The things that John saw. And what did John see in Revelation chapter 1? He saw the resurrected, glorified Jesus Christ. Then the second division, the things which are, that's chapters 2 and 3. That's the the description of the seven churches or description of the church age that we currently live in. We're living in the church age. And then you have the third division, and the things which will take place after this. And that word after this is metatauta in the Greek Chapter 4 begins with that same Greek word, after these things. And so the third division begins in chapter 4 and goes all the way to the end of the book of Revelation. In chapter 4, the church is caught up to heaven. And we see the church in heaven beginning in chapter 4. And the tribulation period begins in chapter 6. And so the church does not go through the tribulation period. And the reason the church does not go through the tribulation is because chapter 4 comes before chapter 6, right? And the church is in heaven. and chapter 4, tribulation begins in chapter 6. And the tribulation period is a seven-year period where God pours out His wrath upon this earth because of man's rebellion against God. It's a time of God's judgment upon the earth And it's described for us in chapters 6 to 19 of Revelation. And then at the end of the tribulation in chapter 19, Jesus Christ returns to the earth, literally returns to the earth. He brings his church with him to the earth and he sets up his kingdom here on the earth where he rules over the earth as king of kings and lord of lords. And he rules over the earth for a thousand years. And that's why it's called the millennial kingdom. And at the end of the thousand years, there's the great white throne judgment in Revelation 20. And then God establishes a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem. Revelation chapters 21 and 22. And then we live with God on the new earth forever and ever, happily ever after. Amen. That's the book of Revelation. That's an outline for the whole book. So far... In the tribulation period, we have looked at the seal judgments, the seven seal judgments. Chapter 8, we began the seven trumpet judgments. And in chapter 8, we looked at the first four trumpet judgments. And then chapter 8 ended in verse 13, if you want to look at 8.13. It says, And I looked, and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, 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 the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blasts of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. And so this angel warns of the three remaining trumpet judgment, the three remaining blasts. He he is warning the earth, beware, woe. And he says it three times because there's three trumpets left. And In other words, what he is saying at the end of chapter 8 is, If you think the first four trumpet judgments were bad, you ain't seen nothing yet. Things are about to get really bad upon the earth. And so that brings us now to chapter 9 and the fifth trumpet judgment. And again, it says in verse 1, Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth. And to him the star was given the key to the bottomless pit. And so we see a star fallen from heaven to the earth. Now, we saw a star fall back in chapter 6, verse 13. And we saw a star fall back in chapter 8, uh, verses 10 and 11. And those stars, those seem to refer to an actual cosmic event, possibly a meteor or an asteroid, you know, hitting the earth. This star in chapter 9 seems to be different. Uh, This star seems to refer to a personality instead of an actual star or meteor hitting the earth. In verse 2, this star is given a key to the bottomless pit, and in verse 2, he opens the bottomless pit. This star is referred to he and him instead of it. And so this star has personality, It doesn't seem to be a literal star. So then, who is this star? If it's not a literal star, then then who is this star? Well, back in chapter 1, verse 20, we saw angels referred to as stars. If you remember, John saw seven stars, which are the seven angels of the seven churches. And so angels are referred to as stars. Now think for a moment with me. When in the Bible do we see an angel fall from heaven? Satan, that's right. Satan fell. Satan was an angel who fell from heaven. And I believe, and many Bible scholars think, that this star in chapter 9 that fell to the earth is none other than Satan. And it's talking about the fall of Satan. And I want to just share three passages with you about this. If you want to turn over to chapter 12 of Revelation, verse 7. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. And so the great dragon was cast out. That serpent of old called the devil and Satan Who deceives the whole world, and he was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So here you have a description of Satan being cast out and cast down to the earth with his angels, with the demons. Uh, Turn back to Isaiah chapter 14. And here in Isaiah chapter 14, we have a description of the fall of Satan, or Lucifer, as he's referred to here. And one of the things I want you to notice is how often Satan says I I will, I will, I will. Satan was prideful. That's what led to his fall was his pride.
1: Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer
2: for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it.
1: Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Uh,
2: Chapter 14, verse 12. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. I will be like God. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to hell, to the lowest depths of the pit. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you saying, Is this the man who made the whole earth tremble? Who shook kingdoms? Who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities? Who did not open the house of his prisoners? The world is going to see him and say, Is this the devil? Is this the one that has caused the whole earth to tremble? Who shook the kingdoms? Who made the world a desert? Who destroyed the cities on the earth? You want to know who's destroying our cities? Satan. It's not the politicians and it's not policy, it's Satan. That's who's destroying our cities. And here you see Satan or Lucifer, and he falls from heaven. He falls from grace, so to speak. And and the reason for his fall is his pride. He wants to be like the Most High God, he wants to be exalted above all things. Turn with me over to Luke chapter 10. And this is when Jesus sent out 70 of his disciples to go and preach the gospel heal the sick, and cast out demons. And the 70 return back to Jesus, and it says that they're rejoicing. And they're rejoicing because of how the Lord worked through them. And it's, you know, it's wonderful to serve the Lord and see the Lord work through you as you serve the Lord. It's, it's an exciting thing to experience. It's one of the great things about serving the Lord is you get to see the Lord work through you. So they come back in verse 17 They returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And then Jesus said to them in verse 18, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, interesting description, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, verse 20, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That's what you rejoice in, not that you have power over demons, but that your name is written in the book of life through the blood of Jesus Christ and through faith in him. And so here Jesus mentions in verse 18 that he saw Satan fall from heaven. Back in Revelation chapter 9, I believe that this is referring to the fall of Satan, this star that has fallen from heaven to the earth. And if you look at verse 1 again, when it says, I saw a star fallen from heaven, that word fallen, it's in the perfect tense in the Greek. That means it's describing a completed action. In other words, when John saw this star or he saw Satan, When he saw him, he was already fallen. It's not that John saw him fall, but when John saw him, he was already fallen. If you have an NIV or a New Living Translation, it reads, I saw a star that had fallen. That's the idea. Satan had already fallen when John saw him. He already got the boot (laughs) out of heaven when John saw him. And then it says in verse 1 again that Satan is given the key to the bottomless pit. Now, what is that? What's the bottomless pit? Well, in the Greek, the word is abusos. It's the word abyss. So it's a bottomless abyss. And this word is used three times in chapter 9. It's used seven times total in the book of Revelation. It's used in chapter 11, verse 7. Chapter 17, verse 8. And in chapter 20, verse 1 and verse 3, and when you look at those passages of Scripture, we can conclude that the bottomless pit is the place where God has incarcerated demons. It's the holding place uh, for demons, where demons are incarcerated. Or you could say it's demon jail. In fact, in chapter 20, verses 1 to 3, we read Satan is bound and cast into the bottomless pit. Uh, So the bottomless pit is demon jail. It's where the demons are kept and held by God. In Jude 16, Jude speaks of angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their proper dwelling place. And it says, God has kept them bound in chains for the great day of judgment. God has kept them bound in chains for the great day of judgment. Where has God kept them bound in chains? In the bottomless pit, in the abyss. Another verse for you, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4 of your taking notes. There it says, For God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. He cast them down to hell, this bottomless pit, this abyss, where they are kept in chains, they're shackled, reserved for judgment. So I I believe this bottomless pit, it's demon jail, it's hell. It's where demons are kept and held by God for judgment. Uh, I want to give you one more example. Go to Luke chapter 8 for me. And this is a familiar story probably to most of you. This is when Jesus goes on a boat ride with his disciples on the Sea of Galilee. When we go to Israel next year, we'll go for a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. We'll look at this story. Uh, It says in verse 22, Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples. Now notice what it says. And he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. Speaking of the Sea of Galilee. He says, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. Now the other side of the Sea of Galilee, the other side was a place called the Decapolis. It was the place where there were Roman cities. It was a place of idolatry. It was a place where the pagans lived. And Jews didn't go over to the other side of the lake. They didn't go over there. That's the other side. That's where there's pagans. That's where there's idolatry. That's where there's wickedness. And they don't go there. They don't go to the other side. It's unclean. They raised pigs over on the other side. When Jesus told the parable of the prodigal son, remember the story of the prodigal son, he goes to a far country and he ends up feeding pigs. Remember that? And the Jewish mind that's hearing that parable, they're thinking, he went over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. He went to the Decapolis because that's where they raised pigs, over there. And so it's a place that Jews didn't go. They didn't go to the other side. So as Jesus says to the disciples, hey, let's go to the other side Uh, This is stretching the disciples (laughs) already, just by saying, let's go. So they're already kind of a little uneasy getting in the boat, going to the other side. And of course, you know the story, they get out on the sea, Jesus takes a nap, he falls asleep, Mark's gospel says he's asleep on a pillow, so he brought a pillow with him, he planned on taking a nap on this trip, and they get caught in this storm, the disciples think they're going to perish, they wake Jesus up and they say, don't you care that we're perishing? Perishing? Jesus stands up and he rebukes the wind and the waves and he calms the storm. And then, if you look down in verse 27, they get to the other side. And in verse 27, look what it says. And when he stepped on the land, (laughs) there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time, and he wore no clothes. He's naked. Nor did he live in a house but in The tombs. It says here, as Jesus is stepping out of the boat on the other side, a naked, demon-possessed man comes running up to them, right? They're not even on shore yet. He's getting out of the boat, and here comes this naked, demon-possessed man. And I'm sure the disciples are climbing over each other to get to the very back of the boat, far away from this guy, and they're thinking to themselves, this is why we don't go to the other side. I knew this was a bad idea. In verse 28, It says, when the man whose demon possessed saw Jesus, he cried out. The idea there is, he shrieked and fell down before him. And with a loud voice, he's screaming this. What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. So this is the demon speaking here through this man. Mm -hmm. Verse 29, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. And he broke the bonds and was driven by the demons into the desert. And Jesus asked him, saying, What is your name? And the demon answered. The demon said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. A Roman legion was 6,000 soldiers. And so this man could have been possessed by thousands of demons. Verse 31, and they, the demons, look what it says, verse 31, and they begged Jesus that he would not command them to go into the abyss. It's the same word, demon jail, the place where demons are held captive and bound by God. He asked me how I know, and
0: I say, bring sure the
1: Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Revelation, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today and wish you could hear it again for it to fully sink in? Well, we have just the thing. All of our messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for These Teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that you'll find interesting. Are you growing through this study and Revelation? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, CalvaryEC.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the
0: signs and I recognize the hands that craft and them. I know because I know His voice and it only takes